Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. I'm Paul, by the way. Colin has no emotions. And this is <laughs> Hold Up, a show where we talk about movies uh, from long ago or not so long ago and see if they hold up today. Cue the theme song. Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Varys Bueller's Day Off. And this movie is exactly what it sounds like. A young high schooler named Ferris Bueller takes a day off of high school and uh, hijinks ensue. I don't think there's much else you need to say about it. If you've not seen this movie, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, you're an idiot. This is probably the most popular John Hughes movie that... And Breakfast Club, but I think this kind of overtakes it for popularity. Does this movie still hold up? Let's see. There's a fantasy element to all of his movies, and there's definitely a fantasy element to the popularity of Ferris and like how everybody. He's a he's a myth. You almost. know, like yeah, like you know, like when he's at the baseball game and they have Save Ferris, or he's in the he's in the newspaper, and everyone. It's it, there is still some kind of fantasy. He's of in the same day newspaper his, somehow. His popularity. So what was his big day off? He went to a baseball game. Boring. He went, he went to a fancy lunch. restaurant. Boring. boring. He drove around in a Ferrari. Not okay, so boring. Yeah, but, but, but the movie's not necessarily he, all about that. He could have done that on a Saturday. The, the guys who steal the car from the parkade, they have more fun with the car yeah, than they do. I want to see that movie. Yeah. They they went to a museum. They did go to a oh, museum. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Other than lip syncing in a parade, it was a pretty, I don't want to say boring day, but... Nothing too special. Maybe as a, as a teenager, all of that stuff... Uh, would be great and it'd be nice to have families once again who are so wealthy that you can do these things yeah they did very adult things though too they went to like a five-star french restaurant they go to a like a baseball game in the afternoon they go to a museum on the third baseline those seats wouldn't be cheap they're in the lower deck they go to a museum that's like got some of the finest art in the world i mean they do some things that are they're more adults they're doing they're not doing exactly that was kind of what i'm asking they didn't get drunk and get high is this what a 16 year old do if they screwed off from school. Yeah. yeah. They would get drunk is what they would have done, probably. So is there a message in the movie that I wasn't thinking about until now that they're doing adult things? Is like is this they're moving into adulthood? White or is rich this, kids? Yeah. Or is this White young kids kid. being silly? I don't know. Because it kind of has both elements. But Ferris doesn't explain why he's chosen the events that he's chosen. They just are there. And I think it's supposed to be spontaneous day. I guess. He's just coming up with stuff as he goes along. I mean, the parade's a perfect example of that. And I think it is a, a bridge between adulthood and childhood, too. There's mm-hmm. something... Because they talk a lot about how they're finishing up high school, what they're going to be doing in the future. I feel like it's more about them contemplating on where they're going just throughout the day. Because there's a ton of talk about that. They are, There's an uncertainty to all of them. Yeah. And, like, the relationship between Ferris and her is, like... Is it going to continue after high school? This is more about like life and uncertainty and who are you and what you're going to be, which but like... See, that, that that's the thing though, is these things are brought up, but not in any serious way in regards to Ferris. The failings of this movie, and I, again, overall, I liked it, but the failing of this movie was the most interesting dynamic of the movie was Cameron and Cameron's story. Cameron, That movie should have been about Cameron. Cameron, so let's get this out of the way right now. Cameron is an abused child. Yeah, a definitely. Rich white he's abused. a rich white, but and I'm not just saying like abused because his daddy treats him bad. Because are you rich. saying like sexually abused? At least physically abused. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, I would agree with. That. I okay, get that. But sense. I don't disagree, but based on what? Just 
his timid. Yeah, he he's so timid the way he acts. He's 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 very sheltered. He's he's afraid of the world. Uncertain. Um and then just the way he talks about his dad and then he ends up like just flipping out in rage that seems like it's just past that I'm a rich kid and I should be able to do what I want. Like, All right. I get the sense right. that he is he That's was pretty heavy. physically Yeah, and that when I rewatched it this most recent time that kept looming. He plays it off as a joke. But I think there was some seriousness to him jumping in the pool and thinking about killing himself. Okay. Yeah, I do too as well. I, John's right. I feel like there's great undertones of of sadness and darkness in his life. And then that all comes to a head. But my thing is, Ferris is a, the dick. He, oh, Ferris I, is a huge dick in this movie. I'm glad you guys said it. That was the biggest takeaway was when I watched this again, I was surprised with how, what a thoughtless asshole he's Ferris a manipulative thoughtless asshole that's yeah. a, that's the perfect way to put it because he he lies to everybody uh and then manipulates people into doing what he wants and then he just kind of sits back and he's like oh life is so good i kind of get the sense that he is a sociopath he used cameron like, badly from from manipulates from the very first minute he doesn't care about cameron he wants cameron's car and yeah. he wants fri- free rides to go pick up his girlfriend and hang out. They if, allude if, to this too. If Ferris had a car, we wouldn't see Cameron he in that movie. He even says that. Yeah, Cameron acknowledges it at the end. He's like, we're just, and then even Ferris admits it. He's like, I, I made you do this. this is, I'll take the heat. I'm like, you're going to fucking take the heat for this. Yeah, right. That's more manipulation. Yeah, but, totally. Ferris um, says to him, point blank, he says that he worships his car and that if he had a car, he wouldn't have to worship his shitty car. So Ferris, I think, comes off now as really, as really very much a jerk. The, another character in this movie, his sister, um, is really interesting because she's set up as the bad guy for much of it and then comes around to be good at the end when she's in the police station and then she's talking to Charlie Sheen and Charlie Sheen says exactly the perfect thing to him is like, you fucking worry a lot about what your brother's doing. Like, take care of your own shit. And that's like the perfect thing that needed to be said for that character. So I really think that that was a smart... A smart uh, addition. Probably Charlie Sheen's best role, and I'm not sure he knew he was in that movie at the time, but yeah. he was still fantastic in it. Now, the, the main antagonist of the movie, the principal. Oh, I can't believe we haven't talked about him yet. So, uh, What's the actor's name, Paul? It doesn't matter. He's a pedophile know. in real life. Um, That's not true, is it? I believe it is, yeah. You can't, well, you shouldn't say on, that if you yeah, believe he it's true. He's not gonna, on, no, he is. That's to be clear that John said that. Yeah. yeah. John. <laughs> no. Colin and Paul had nothing to do with that. No. Ferris Bueller's Mr. Rooney guilty in sex case. Oh, he was actually... Quote found your sources, CBS News. <laughs> kind of a reputable one there. He was found guilty, uh, so I guess that isn't... Uh, well, the sex crime is different from being a pedophile, isn't it? Is this a part of the Me Too thing? Oh, yeah. So It is. 14-year-old boy yeah. to pose for explicit photos. Oh, that's oh, a pedophile. No. Okay. So, yeah. no, that's not good. So, I, I don't talk out of my ass all the time. Wow. Not when so Mr. Rooney's around anyway. You something new every day. That John Hughes <laughs> went to this museum and designed the room. I pet her ass. Holy oh. cow! This I, I'm. It changes, changes my perspective of Mr. Rooney and his creepy wow, style. Wow, you yeah. He was really after Ferris for a reason. Now this makes more sense. Yeah, he. So he. Everybody so, loved Ferris. He is so <laughs> driven uh, to get Ferris, and he seems to take pleasure from um, hoping to ruin his life. Yeah, not a great villain. So, of all of the movie, for good or bad, the parade scenes actually one of my least favorite scenes. It seems the most out of place for me personally. I don't know what you guys thought about it. To me, it it almost makes the whole day because I found their day really uneventful and boring. And the parade is almost I guess it is the most exciting part. It's like the climax, right? Would he really know all the lyrics to Donka Shane? I do. Do you really? Sing. Go. No. (laughs) (laughs) I just know the Donka Shane. We'll probably get sued. 
Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that part I liked the least because everything they had done up to that point seemed at least somewhat realistic. I actually, listening to you guys and thinking about it myself, I'm actually, I, I was coming into this today thinking I was going to rate this movie much higher than I Yeah, now that we're talking about yeah, it, now right? that we're talking See? about it in its pieces and its segments, because as a whole, when I rewatched it recently, I kind of came out of it and I was like, eh, like the stuff with Cameron is really, really serious. And the fact that I reflected that he's probably been physically abused by his dad that's not funny. And then emotionally abused by Ferris. Yeah, and Ferris like Ferris totally uses takes, yeah uses everybody in this movie. But Ferris uses his weakness and what happened to him in his childhood. He even talks about him in the bathroom a lot. He talks about Cameron a lot in this movie. He even makes fun of Cameron for not getting laid, and then the first person who's going to have sex with him is going to own his ass. I mean, he doesn't talk about that's pretty, Cameron. Like, that's really heavy. In to a say flattering about your best friend, yeah, a flattering that's way. That's a heavy, heavy statement. Although I have to say, the the lump of coal up his ass is one of the best lines in any John Hughes movies. Yes, that's a yeah. wonderful line. He talks negatively about Cameron almost every time he talks to the camera about Cameron. I don't think he ever says he's Cameron's his best friend or he likes him. He says that to Cameron. I really think that uh, there should have been more insightful stuff when Cameron's suicidal that really when you upon your first viewing there's almost a thought that maybe Sloane would wind up with Cameron. She does treat him with a lot of empathy. It's funny that he doesn't completely fall for her and I Ferris so would like too. Ferris like makes out with her and like she like undresses in front of him so like they both treat him not too well. No. Cameron's like definitely the the third wheel in a not obvious way. Usually when there's a, a third wheel yeah, comedic extra character. They really play that hard, but with Cameron, it's like subtle, very subtle. But they treat him as if he's like asexual or something. Or yeah, if you're Cameron, Ferris is the devil. If you think about it, pretty much. That was probably the that's probably the worst. Other than his dad, the worst active aspect of his entire life is his best friend. Yeah, at wow. minimum. This is a this heavy show, you guys. This, this conversation's really gone a different way. Then Ferris is. We talked about <laughs> and uh, now it's the like principal being a abuse? pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> oh god. Thanks, John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the, thanks, this is, this thanks is, for the memories, John. This Hughes. is supposed to be the easiest uh, episode to do. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I don't know the way I'm shit. talking about it and thinking back on this right now. I'm 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 having trouble seeing as how Ferris Bueller holds up. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing too. For as clever as the dialogue is and as funny as it is at times, John Hughes apparently wrote this in like a weekend or one night or yeah, something. And yeah. maybe that's why is he never put any thought into like how what gonna come across. the messages yeah. were in the movie. And back then no one looked at them deep enough. So maybe we're reading too much into it now. I don't know. But I think if you put Principal Rooney on that float singing Twist and Shout, I think people would say, hey, that Rooney guy, he's all right. Is he a pedophile? <laughs> yeah, but whatever. He's all right. Twisted though. Shout. Everybody loves Twisted Shout, right? He would have played that at his court hearing. Rooney's cool. But this is me. Hey, when this is done, can we sing Donka Shane? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, all right. So let's, let's do a quick round. Oh my There's God. a hold up. Does a hold up, of, yes or no? I'm kind of like disillusioned right now about Ferris Bueller and the day off he had. Yeah. I think we're taking it too seriously, but I don't man, know. I, I just can't let it go now. The the highlight for me was Cameron's voice, his parental voice that he uses. Oh, I love his. Goddamn <laughs> Don't make me come down there. Give me a piece of my mind. <laughs> That's some great stuff, really. Yeah. He also, yeah, he also has some great comedic moments. So okay, let me just yeah, say, so, I, I got to say, here's my take. When I watched it, I was surprised with what a dick Ferris Bueller was. Yeah. Uh, and I felt bad for Cameron. Uh, but after some hindsight, I really think that movie should have been more about Cameron. 
And I, I think maybe Ferris should have been the catalyst, but I think it should have been Cameron's day off. That's a really interesting thought. That's really interesting. Yeah, Ferris should have been the catalyst and Cameron should have had his arc. Cameron has a I little think bit more. We're focus. feeling this because Cameron has way more dimensions as a character where Ferris is one note. He's a sociopath who does whatever he wants. And like, but he's, yeah, but he's comment. also the that's protagonist. No, but I'm just saying. That's as what a, I'm saying. It doesn't work as your a, protagonist is a sociopath. For, for the writing of the script, though, he wrote a much more layered, developed character in Cameron than he did in Ferris. And Ferris is just like good time Charlie. So who. In the end of the day, who gives a shit what happens to Ferris? And the whole thing to consider is, is that intentional? If John Hughes did write this in a week, then likely he was a just weekend, like, he said. Cameron will just be the whatever drag along friend and his dad will have the car and then Ferris will have the great day and that's how I'll write the movie. And if you, if you try not to think about things too much, then you can kind of go along and have a good time with Ferris. But And I did before. When yeah, when I was, because I didn't think about it. Does it hold up? It's borderline. It's so borderline because yeah. if the writing was intentional around those characters and how complicated they are that, that we're making them out to be then it's a better movie than i think but my guess is that it was just supposed to be a happy-go-lucky light movie about a guy who has a great day off of school yeah cameron is the heart of this movie without him there's not a lot going on actually call it cameron's crisis like it's it's like yeah. it's really surface without cameron this movie they're shallow like like mm -hmm. ferris and sloan are shallow and superficial and unlikable yeah Cameron's really one of the only likable characters other than Charlie Sheen, maybe. Yeah. And that's just because he's the voice of reason and he's like this messed up drug addict, which I like. Oh, but, yeah. So, so, yeah. Cameron yeah. and Mrs. Poole. Does it hold up? I don't think it does anymore. Yeah. Fuck Ferris. Don't save Ferris. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next time talking about more movies and uh, enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. This is a really dark episode. Oh,